here. Check, check, check. Yada da me. Celestial Conversations, we back in it. Episode 1-4. What this guy said. But yeah, we back in it. It's your boy King Vaughn on the mic, as always. You can follow the kid at rugby underscore Reggie on Instagram and Twitter. And please, please, please also follow the Celestial underscore Conversations Instagram and Celestial Convos on Twitter. You know what I mean? For the latest updates as far as the podcast goes and all that. And to my right, you have your boy Grundy the Ghost, aka King Grundy. You can follow me at The Grundy Show on Instagram and Twitter. Ghost, ghost, ghost. And, and another, another special guest once again, <laughs> Queen Love. Back for the third time. Y'all don't even have a mic. Oh, she doesn't. It's behind you. It's just not on. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even see it. Wait. You just gotta flick it on. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. And she just gonna sit there the whole intro. Well, because I was like, maybe they like had some different like technology or something. Like I really didn't know, and I didn't want to be yeah. like. I'm oh, down from the ceiling. It's the mic for Queen. Yeah, she just sitting here looking at us like, uh. I'm like, I, cause I'm like, I was like, is nobody gonna say anything? <laughs> like, I was like, maybe I'm just crazy, but whatever. Yep, it's Shiloh. I'm here. Follow me at Shiloh's Crystal Doves on Instagram. Yeah, that was hilarious. I'm not even gonna edit that. I'm keeping all of that. That's staying. Cause I was that? like, well, it's too late to say anything now. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I can't wait till we start recording because that was priceless. Like I'm, not, I'm really not even paying. Like I'm in my phone, like saying the intro, not even paying her any mind. I look up and she's just like, "What's going on?" Like <laughs> looking like a deer in the headlights. Like guys, where's my mic? That's wild. But yeah, we back, Celestials. We back in here, like I said, episode fourteen. Um, yeah. So episode thirteen dropped last week. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. King Nip, you know what I mean. Paid tribute to him the best, the best we felt we could. Touched on his situation, his Hustle legacy. Indeed, indeed. Hustle the Great. Touched on his legacy, uh, what he meant to the rap community, the black community, and all the above. And then we also touched on Dr. Sebi as well in that documentary and speculation behind Nipsey. With Nipsey's, excuse me, Nipsey's life being taken because of that documentary, um, supposedly had been in production and everything like that. And I mean, we just we touched on some things just in, regarding that whole situation and whatnot. So if you haven't listened to that yet, episode is live and up currently. Um, link will be in the description below as well as our bios on Instagram and everything like that. Like I said, episode 13, Hustle and Motivate is now out. So yeah, please, please go listen to that if you haven't already. And any other previous episodes we've dropped over the past, damn, what's this, like month four? Uh, yeah, technically. Month it's, four. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's been, a, it's been a long time coming. But, um, so yeah, today's episode, we're just going to get right into it because it's necessary. And uh, we're going to be talking about the movie Us. So, Jordan Peele's second installment into his own little cinematic universe. And, uh black horror films and whatnot but uh yeah so us disclaimer if you haven't seen it spoiler alerts is in full effect spoiler alert is in full effect if you have not yet seen the movie so if you haven't seen it press pause go see it come back go see it again and then come back again if necessary you know what i mean but um 
Yeah, let's hop right into it. So, let's, who wants to who wants to go first? Because how, how about you give them the the plot of the movie first? All right, bet. As like I said, spoiler alert, full effect. So the plot of the movie is um, essentially this family. Um, well, better yet, this young black girl. You know what I mean? Has a pretty traumatic experience in her younger years. You know what I mean? Is that uh, the uh, beach and the amusement park where her parents when she's young goes into the house of mirrors or whatever something happens within the house of mirrors she comes out and is completely changed for the rest of her life um as she gets older she kind of breaks out of it but then she just has this fear about what happened to her as a kid pretty much throughout her whole life she grows up has a family of her own um her family ends up going back to the same beach that she visited when she was a kid and once she gets there she just feels this presence and energy around her the entire time um some events transpire and um yeah i don't know why i'm like holding back as far as like giving away stuff when we just said that the spoiler alert is yeah, yeah worry, worry, worry. so but i'm acting like i'm i'm trying not to spoil the movie for people but yeah so pretty much <clears throat> um what happens is it's pretty much there's a cloning program that took place back in 1986 um underground and everything like that that kind of fell through but all the clones of all the citizens essentially in the country were left underground um specifically under the santa monica beach that that was in santa monica correct correct Iraq, santa monica uh, boardwalk right santa cruz it's santa cruz santa cruz uh, right beach, yeah. that's what i thought i was yeah, about to be like wait, wait wait a minute gosh and there's a bunch of santas in <laughs> in california but um so yeah I mean, feel free to uh, fill in all the blanks that I'm clearly leaving here for whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen it like since it first came out. I saw it two days in a row, so it's it's kind of far. But no, you got it about right though. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And then her like clone comes back to basically like right. Well, which is the real her Mm -hmm. comes back to basically like reclaim right her shit. So like pretty much, like, I'm gonna try to explain this the best way I can because this is kind of hard, it's kind of confusing. All right, so there's essentially two little Lupitas. Little Lupita, um, I don't know what the, I guess regular little Lupita and then tethered little Lupita. I mean, we can use real terms. Clone. Straw man. Straw man. Clone, and real straw Lupita. Man. Okay, so real Lupita and straw man Lupita. So real Lupita goes into the house of mirrors she sees herself or a straw man lupita and the straw man lupita essentially chokes out real lupita and essentially has them switch so when straw so real lupita essentially goes into where the tethered were underground and straw man lupita comes up essentially from underground out of the house of mirrors and is the one who ends up living with her family and grows up to have the life and everything like that as the 33 years pass hence hence 33 years pass um the regular lupita who now is essentially underground living with the tether she pretty much devised a plan to come back and reclaim not only her life but as well as the life of the tethered since they essentially have been left there for 33 years just to pretty much live out their lives and be duplicates of everything going up it's everything happening above ground so and that's kind of the plot for the most part. I mean, I did the best I could. Like I said, I don't know why I was trying to hold back and not ruin the movie, even though we no, said this like, madness come, gave the disclaimer in the beginning. But, um, so yeah, it's pretty much, like I said, 
underground facilities being used to essentially clone us. But as Lupita said in the film, they were obviously able to clone the bodies with no problem, but they had difficulty cloning the soul as well. Yeah, they could only share, there could only be one, so it was like a fight. Exactly. So, so that's pretty much the plot of the movie. Now, to the good stuff. All the subliminal messages, to say the very least, within this movie, as Jordan Peele did ever so eloquently. Who wants to start with their notes or their findings and everything that they've seen in the movie and everything like that? Or your individual breakdowns? I don't know if Shia will go first or should go last. I, I know, know, that's what I'm thinking, because it's a lot. <laughs> Maybe go last. Maybe go last. Because right. it's a lot. I'll, I'll go first then. Grandy the ghost. <laughs> so, you know, everything I peeped throughout the movie, mm -hmm. having my notes here. Gotcha. Of course, how the son and mother were snapping off beat at the beginning of the movie. But if we're talking about the beginning of the movie as a whole, mm -hmm. the message that was portrayed on the screen mm -hmm. at the beginning of the movie, the text saying that all over America, is. there is uh, underground railroads that are unused. Not like a slave underground railroad, like actual train, transportation, those type of underground railroads. And mm -hmm. those are the civilization of the deep underground military bases, aka your cloning centers. Um, the bunnies, they just represent recreation. Uh, they can easily clone them, because like bunnies and sheep, um, cows, stuff like that, they were one of the first animals cloned. Uh, what else I got? The spider theme throughout the movie, at the beginning when she's trapped in the mirrors, she whistled Itsy Bitsy Spider to like help find her way out of there. And then she met the clone, which was whistling it backwards. Um, when she was laying down napping, it was the, the the toy spider, and then it showed the actual spider walking away from it. Mm. I peeped that, but I definitely didn't pay no, I didn't pay any mind the spider yeah. aspect. And, mm. Mm -hmm. It had the, it had the fit like the big fake spider, yeah, and it had the real small real right. life spider walking away from it. Mm -hmm. And that was when she was having a flashback about her younger days. Mm -hmm. Uh, the only thing she ate was strawberries. The mom got the movie. Mm -hmm. While everybody was eating the burgers and whatever mm -hmm. else they was eating. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, when I originally saw the movie, okay. uh, I had a theory about the son. And the theory about, I had about the son when I first seen it was that he was switched the year before when he said, I had a magic trick, but I forgot how to do it. I knew how to do it last year. And I, the theory on that one is, when he was in the closet the year before, he did the magic trick and burned his face mm -hmm. and then got switched out. His mom like went to the house of mirrors, went down to the cloning center and then switched him out. And that's why the shorty was coming back the year of Sunday. That was my original theory. No, I thought the same thing. I definitely beat the, the magic trick thing at yeah. the beginning. I was like, what? Because I didn't get the symbolization of the mask so much. Like he had the red mask and then the other kid had the yeah. white mask with the burnt face. So I'm like, and that's why, but that's why he could talk though, because when because before, because the original Lapita was, she's now down there, like as the movie starts, and the mm. straw man one is like above ground. Right. Mm. So you would be like, okay, well, why why is he able to talk? Because originally she would have taught him how to speak. And mm. then when they switched, he already knew how to talk. Right. Right. So then the second time I seen the movie, I came with the theory of the red Lapita, the good Lapita, the real one, she's coming back in order to get both her children back. Mm. Because if you peep, when the part when they came into the house and she was saying, everything I did that happens up here on the real world, 
as the opposite happens down below. Mm -hmm. So when she gave help, I mean, when she gave birth to a healthy baby, the one below had the opposite. So I'm thinking when she said, you know, you gave birth to a happy, healthy baby, and I gave birth to a monster. I'm thinking, how could she give birth to a monster when she's the good one, when she's the real human and not the clone version? Right. So I'm thinking, whenever the babies were made, well, gave, you know what I'm saying, the babies were born, she went down there and switched them out. And then later in life, mm. she's coming back for him. Because if you peep... You fucking me up right now. I didn't even <laughs> no, think about no, it. No, 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 I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if y'all peep, when, when the red version, the clone version of the children's died, Lapita, the one we cheering for, that before we know, the one we cheering for, she... Trying to comfort him. Exactly. Yeah. When the, the daughter got killed, she in the tree's like... Mm -hmm. ah, she's like, shh, shh, shh. Mm -hmm. Then when the boy... You know, back into the fire. She's like, no, she was no. Why was you tripping at that time, your son? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's one of them. Uh, another theory. Wow. I have. Wow. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I picked like, that the second time I watched it. I was like, yo, she's comforting them. Mm -hmm. Like that makes sense. Uh, interesting. Yeah. The first time I seen it, I was just so surprised that the family wasn't the only. Like doppelganger family, everybody yeah. has doppelgangers. Everybody has clones, mm -hmm. and they're all evil and want to get, you know, kill you. That was something I had a question about. I was like, if it's, I thought at first it was just gonna be. I don't even know what their last name was. The, whatever Lupita's family was, I thought it was yeah. just gonna be them. And then I was like, if that, like, how would that, how would that work? But then when they showed it was everybody, like when, um, yeah, Josh's family, whatever, got bodied. Yeah. I was like, okay, so it's the whole planet. Okay, this could make sense. Cause at first I was like. That was well, a pretty. That was a big loophole at first for me. Like, why is it only Lupita's family that has doubles? So, I didn't understand that at first. But, word. Yeah. Uh, another theory I had was back in 1986 when they were doing Hands Across America, mm -hmm. and a commercial was saying visit your local rest area to participate in Hands Across America. I thought when people participated back then, mm -hmm. they gave some blood or something back then and that's why they were cloned. Right. And whoever participated in Hands Across America in 1986, they were cloned and then now we are here in mm. present day, they're coming back to redo what they did back then. So like it was a blood drive or something? It, something like that. But it wasn't really. Yeah, but okay. it was everybody. It was everybody holding hands, but well, it, mm. you didn't have to give blood or anything, but yeah. I was thinking that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean like everybody was cloned. So, But like even when you're a baby though, they still like prick the bottom of your ear when you're first born yeah. and do all that. So either way, mm -hmm. they've got all our stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Regardless, yeah, mm -hmm. fingerprints, all right. everything. Another thing that got me was, like as you mentioned, uh, we can re recreate the body but not the soul. It's just like, oh, y'all can make clones, but it's not gonna act the same way as a regular human because they're soulless. You can't recreate something with the soul. And the part that really got me when I was bugging, yeah, when we seen, I was bugging in the theater, and she was like, she's like, what are you? She said, we're Americans. I said, oh my <laughs> gosh. It just showed that people would do anything to be American. Yep. They would kill, they would steal. Yeah. They'd do anything possible to have that American dream title, that, that title or hope of freedom. It's just crazy. Another one, did I say the son was wearing the, uh, the jaw shirt and the daughter was wearing a bunny shirt when they went to the beach. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's, what I, that's another thing I had peeped. Yeah, I, I didn't peep she was wearing a bunny t-shirt until I saw it the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. I didn't peep that at all. Um, but yeah, a lot of, pretty much everything you said, I, it was stuff that I, didn't, I wasn't even, not that I wasn't paying attention to it, but I just... Well, I think we all have different perspectives on when we watch, like we all have this different kind of viewpoint that 
we all carry when we go and watch movies, which is beneficial because we can come together as a collective right. just like and like learn. Like, from, yeah. Yeah, like oh, we all probably gonna say stuff that we didn't peep, but then yeah. probably it's gonna be a lot that we both peep collectively as well. Yeah. yeah. So I title it as um, a psychological thriller because you see it differently. Yeah. Everybody see it differently. That's a fact. But yeah, you, yeah, you peeped a lot. I'm gonna have to, definitely about to have to go see it a third time per usual. Like, I saw it get out like four or five times. Mm-hmm. So. I got two more things I noticed. <laughs> okay. At the beginning. The movies and books that were inside of the TV, mm-hmm. they all similarly related to the plot of the movie. Like the Goonies, um, I think one of the movies like Crud or something, mm-hmm. and another movie. I know the Goonies, one of the lines reference each other, and the Goonies like, we're, uh, we're known down here or something like that, or we're alive down here, and the Goonies they said it, and then in Us, she was like, we're alive up there or something like that. It's like very mm-hmm. similar dialogue. Now, I think the movie like Crud or the Crew, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. it's about people living under the under the sewers in New York and mm-hmm. eating people. So that kind of related to us because people that live below came up above and killed people above. Mm-hmm. And another thing like how the TV just the commercial just seemed so hypnotizing when she was mm-hmm. watching it, the well, Santa Cruz commercial. Yeah, and I think too like it just goes to show you that they're literally showing us what is happening on TV mm-hmm. so that it won't come as a surprise when whatever happens happens but that's my take from it mm-hmm. you want to go next hmm yeah I'll dive in and see what's up um let's see here I gotta pull up the notes so I mean obviously off rip all right so when I first saw it the first time the thing that I that stood out to me the most and I was paying attention to the most was the continuous use of 1111 oh, of course like yeah. literally my first seven notes were in regards to that now I didn't I didn't um I actually meant to bring the Bible in here to read verbatim. You have the, the verse. Yeah. Got you. Alright, so obviously the first time is a guy standing by the guy, uh he didn't have a name, but it was the guy in the amusement park. Mm-hmm. He was standing by the exit sign, mind you, I don't know if you peeped that, but he was standing by the exit sign holding the uh Jeremiah eleven. Yeah, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Oh, you can read it. Go ahead. All right. No, I don't talking? have it up. I don't have you, it up. Yeah, just read okay, it. Okay, you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay, um, this is Jeremiah eleven eleven. Therefore, for thus saith the Lord, Behold, I bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape, and they shall not cry unto me. I will not hearken unto them. Which I can interpret later if y'all want to. Please do. Please do. Please do. Cool. So, Jeremiah eleven eleven. there's that. Surely after that, the TV station, when she was watching the commercial, was on channel 11. There's that. The daughter picked up prize number 11 when she won. When she got the Thriller t-shirt. Yeah, the Thriller t-shirt prize was number 11. Um, when they showed, when they panned out and showed the rabbits, it was 11 rabbit cages going from left to right. I well, thought it was, I was trying to count, but I couldn't. <laughs> I was trying so hard to count. Yeah, I caught it. I caught it. Up and down just across. Yeah, yeah, it was across. It was yeah. 11 across and 5 high. I don't know what the significance of the 5 high was. That, the, uh, when... They got back to the crib and the dad was on the couch watching the baseball game. The score of the baseball game was 11-11. Obviously, when you point in and look at the clock before shit popped off, it was mm-hmm. 11-11 on the clock. So those are all the 11-11 instances. And like I said, Shiloh will touch on the, the Bible verse again shortly. Let me see here. The fluoride comment, of course, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was funny. It was funny. Yeah, it sets a tone, tone for sure. It was funny, but then it wasn't because it was only funny because as soon as it happened, Rob and I just looked at each other like, nigga, that's, our, that's us every day. Because <laughs> we'd be saying stuff, we're posting stuff, and people either just don't be paying attention, ignoring <laughs> us, or be smart. Well, nigga, you're wild and you're crazy, like, and just going about their business. Mm-hmm. But 
it's that's literally everyday life for the three people in this in this room right now. It's like we try to drop knowledge and give insight on what's really going on out in this world, and people just okay, Shiloh, whatever. Seriously, like all right, Vaughn, you sound crazy. You sound third, blah blah. And I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever you want to say, but. But that's why I thought that was funny and I, I feel like we all could resonate with that part of the movie. Well, it was funny too because then she was like, that's right. No one cares that the world's ending. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And literally nobody commented on yeah. it. Nobody said, nobody even better than I. Like I was like kind of focusing on like everybody's face because like when she said it, they panned out with like, the dad's face. The dad, I was looking for like some eye movement or something. Nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. He just looked straight ahead and nothing happened. And then... Let me see. Obviously, the sewers and abandoned underground areas touch on, touches on the cloning facilities, such as Raccoon City, which is something that I suggest everybody go look into. Between Raccoon City, the Resident Evil movie depicts Raccoon City, and then there's another thing that I can't. His name's. Ah, damn, Was I can't it Silent remember. Hill? No, that's not. No, it's not a movie. It's a guy who claims to have been working for NASA underground and essentially was attacked by an alien underground and like had half his arm blew off and everything like that. But it was like an underground alien and cloning facility. I have to find the video in the Western. It'll be in the description, as I always say. But obviously when I first saw the trailer on Christmas day, I just thought that the message for the movie was gonna be that we're killing ourselves. Yeah. That's what I thought that, that's what I thought the mm-hmm. movie plot was gonna be about. Mm-hmm. But I mean, kind of yes, especially with the chloride comment. So that is one of the plots, I feel like, but not the primary one, but definitely one of many. I mean, this is a hot take, I feel like, but one of the big things that I felt like the movie was about was low key slash high key. So medium key was about woman empowerment. And Indeed. it's a super hot take. She said super, super hot take. But said, you don't get to make decisions now. I do. That was that was the one that made me think it, mm. uh, like that, like kind of finalizes for me. But if we just pan back, if you look at from the beginning to end, in the beginning, when it was the little Lupita and, and her parents in the amusement park, the mom was clearly the one that was running that family. Oh, the, the dad was just the drunk. It was kind of lackadaisical doing whatever you want. But the mom was the head of the household. Clearly, mm-hmm. that's number one. Fast forward, Winston Duke's character was kind of like. A silly, goofy, as dad, and Lupita was kind of the one that was sure, running, yeah. yeah, that was running stuff. Cause she could, she was the only one to get this on to eat. She was like, "Eat something for me, please." Exactly, and he was just out here trying to crack jokes, doing the dab and yeah. <laughs> everything else, like looking like a clown. Between that and even to the white family, the white family—I don't remember the white mom's name—but Josh was pretty much like a days ago doing whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom was pretty much to had. I felt, I felt like she kind of like ran everything mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and obviously, when we look at the tethered, obviously, the real Lupita or Red, she was obviously running shit. Not mm-hmm. only did she run her family, but she, she ran the entire uprising. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, and then not, not only was it woman empowerment, but I, I think it also subliminally was hinting at, obviously, the how strong black women are and the idea that black woman is God. Because I don't know if you peeped in the crib, there was a drawing or a painting or whatever it was. Oh, uh, the black, woman. yeah, the black super. Oh, yeah. The, the wonder, whatever I didn't even think it. about that perspective, though, honestly. Yeah, like, at had, all. I had the mom and then I had the daughter underneath her right doing the same yeah. flex. Mm. So I just peeped those two, they were not more than two things, but those things as well, as far as woman empowerment goes and whatnot. And just how, like, all the moms in the movie were pretty much running shit within right. the household. Another point to add to that is before um, the, the white babe, she tried to kill the 
the the Lupita that mm -hmm. wasn't underground. She tried to kill him. She stopped because she knew who she was. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna kill her. That's the real boss right there. Mm -hmm. Right, right. That's yeah. When they was in the house yeah. and she was chained up, mm -hmm. I did peep that. She yeah. wanted to. She wanted. She wanted to kill her. She got real close to her and intimate. Yeah. I forgot what she said, but she fell back, and just she. That's when she went to the um. To the mirror, to the mirror, and yep. started cutting like herself. Her face, yep. yeah. yeah, and then yo, th thank you for bringing that up. Cause I was about to because forget. Because she wanted to be like her. Yes, when they was on the beach, and she showed him the plastic surgery, and mm -hmm. she, I forgot what she said to Lupita, but she was pretty much like, you know, it pretty much alluded to the fact that she doesn't need any plastic surgery. I forget what she said verbatim, but that's pretty much what she was alluding to. Yeah, you know what and I mean. And she also said something about, oh, you look the same as last year. Oh, why do they keep saying last year? year. The I mean, son said it and Lapita said it to the to white people. Mm. She's like, Yeah, I just got some plastic surgery. She's like, Yeah, you like you did last year. I mean like you're mm. a year younger, but you look like you did last year. They keep saying last year in the movie, like what's symbolic to last year? I mean, I just took that as it could be something deeper, but I, I didn't I kinda looked past it and was assuming that that's something they, they that's like their summer thing. They only see each other once a year, they only see each other during the summer at that place. True. That's what I thought of it as, but to your point, I'm not like trying to like belittle your point. That's oh, could no, be possibly a valid yeah, one. Yeah. I just didn't I didn't think about that. But that's a good point though. Like what are they what you just said is a valid point for yeah. sure. It just makes me think, like I said, because I didn't think about that myself originally. But damn, 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 damn. Like I said, third time's is trying. I'm gonna definitely have to see it three times. Yeah. Um, definitely, it's definitely getting bought on DVD. Now, I mean, I have a whole nother list of stuff that I have for when I saw it the second time, but I kind of went low to touch on some of her stuff before I get into all that. Before before you get into it, can I just say two yeah. more pieces that yeah, I'm gonna- Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> that a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't probably notice. For one, the scissors, if you pee. Yeah, touch on that, please. Scissors are the only thing that is a single item that can split into two. Dang. Yeah. I was literally trying to figure out like what is the like what is the significance of the scissors like and I they, couldn't figure and it out. And it can cut as well. It's, it can Ooh. separate but it's one item that can That's you know, beautiful. The two and cut tether things. Yeah. And then the glove, everybody probably like, why they wearing one glove? It's because of the thriller t shirt the girl got when she was little. Michael Ooh. Jackson always wore one glove. And mm -hmm. all the right. the tethers wore one glove, that brown glove, the mm -hmm. Freddy Cougar right. type glove. Right. And then just to piggyback off what you just said in regards to the um, the scissors, apparently it's like, they weren't even like scissors. What are they called? Like sears? Shears. Shears. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Those are the ones that are like, those are the kind of scissors or shears, whatever. I don't know why I think it's because I'm left-handed, but I can never use them shits. <laughs> I don't know why. Because they're like, the, both the holes, holes are, are really I'm, big. Yeah, yeah, I can never use them. But it's like, I'll hand them to like my mom my stepmom or just anybody else that's right-handed and they'll be able to use them fine like bro what's the like why can't you use these i just <laughs> i just can never crazy. use them it's weird i can never use them huh. never like even if i switch it to my right hand i just i can't do it uh, uh, i like flip them upside down like it just it will <laughs> never work it will never work for the kid it's annoying as hell but uh yeah low what is the deal yeah. okay what did you pee so, and pick up from this movie a lot of it i was looking from the perspective like of like the UCC one, the straw man, like becoming a sovereign citizen, all that. Because when I was watching it, I was like, this can't be any more blatant than like, they're literally telling you right here. Right. Um, but hold on, let me, uh, let me pull this back up. Oh, but besides, besides that, one of the things that I peeped was all the majority of the rabbits were white. Yes. So like going well. down the rabbit hole, basically waking up same thing as the matrix not really being able to go back once you really see what's going on mm -hmm. and i thought it was interesting too that 
if you look at all of like the clones and basically how they had to defeat each other was to outsmart each other because they thought the same way. Mm-hmm. Because even remember when like the real Lapita was like, no, the fake, the Charmaine Lapita was like, go and show him one of your tricks, right? They both knew tricks mm-hmm. and he outsmarted him by using like his strength. And then the, uh, if you, if you remember when they were all sitting at the table and uh, Winston Dukes was like talking about his daughter running track and all that. And then then that was the girl's thing, like she had to run. So I thought that was really like interesting that they kind of use their own like strengths mm-hmm. in a way. Okay, but anyway, to the like the really important part. So a lot of it had to do with the straw man. So even in the beginning, like as a little girl, as a little girl, the straw man kind of took over her life and they switched. So when she was in like the, the um, House of Mirrors? It, yeah, it, it was like Merlin's Forest or something, whatever it was called. Um, or it was like shaman something something like that but mm. it was interesting because it was her legitimate reflection mm. so and, and essentially they they got switched out so the straw man the straw man um took over the real lapita's life and she got like chained up and was like imprisoned basically by this straw man name mm. which is your all caps name so and, and I looked up the word tethered and hold on, let me pull it up because I want to read it verbatim because it's like really, really important. Mm. Um, yeah, because that was the word because they weren't using oh clone, God. they weren't using No, copy. they used tethered. They were using tethered. Tether, tether, tether. Yeah, yeah. so that was, that it was, was um, and it was crazy because, whatever, let me just read it. It was big, it, it means um, meaning tied or to have a bond with. Usually it's a strong bond between two entities, right? Mm. So these two entities are your two names. So your straw man name in all caps and your real name in lowercase, right? So it's just like, I'm, I'm just sitting in the mood here, like mind blown, like this really is not happening right now. Mm-hmm. So basically like, even when they were like, and that's why like the real Lapita, the one that was in bread was just like so irritated and pissed off because when you realize you, are basically imprisoned by this fake name that you did not create or give permission to is running your whole life mm-hmm. how does that even make sense so that's why she's like coming back and building this huge plan to like really take over and bringing all these other people with her because they're mm-hmm. well they're not all the real ones but she was the real one right um and it's just even even like the the bible verse the jeremiah eleven eleven. Um, read that one more time yeah I'll read it for you therefore thus saith the Lord behold I will bring evil upon them which they shall not be able to escape and though they cry unto me I will not hearken unto them right so this verse is from the Old Testament and whoever is going to listen to this y'all can really say what you want about this because this is my just opinion my theory so anything that comes from the Old Testament to me is the God of the Old Testament that is not the God that I serve the God of the Old Testament is a completely different God from the New Testament. Jesus and the God in the Old Testament are completely different people. And basically, what he's saying is, he's literally, the God of the Old Testament is gonna basically imprison us with this evil, this straw man name. Cause literally it was a covenant and Jesus came to free us from the law. So, and, the, and, and then he says, you will not be able to escape. And then people are gonna be crying on him, crying on him when he's the one that imprisoned you from the beginning. And the reason why people are gonna go cry to him is because when they realize, oh my God, I'm really not the one that's in control of my life, they're gonna be like, damn, I'm fucked. 
So basically, and I know I've been on this like sovereign citizenship stuff for like a minute, but like it's it's crazy, and it's like I just continue to learn more and more. But let me go back to my notes. Um, but it's it's crazy though, cause it's just like, and even with the soul thing, it's like you literally are. It's two things fighting for one soul because essentially, like I said before in one of the last episodes, we're literally fighting for our soul. Like, mm -hmm. so the fact that like even at the end and I keep y'all are gonna have to go look this up like later on your own but there's like a lot of themes with like a dance like it's really really weird it's like this like battle dance thing that dance I, with the devil almost. yeah it's like I keep seeing like these themes of like dancing I forget what other oh even if you watch OA which I keep telling y'all to watch I know you haven't watched mm -hmm. it's like a routine like a dance that kind of like it's like a ritual yo like it's weird like I don't no I definitely know what you're talking about that's it's they, they, a lot of people have touched on it um, in regards to Beyonce because one, one dance routine she did in one of her music videos or concerts or whatever, it was pretty much the exact same dance routine that is done at like an Illuminati big gathering on stage mm. where it's like men sitting on stage mm. and this woman is doing this like seductive dance. And they pretty much I for, I forgot who posted it or where I found it, but I'm sure if you just if you just look up something like on the long on the long lines of um, Beyonce Masonic dance or Beyonce mm -hmm. Illuminati ritual dance or something like that, mm -hmm. that's it should come up and the two drawing the comparison and everything like that. But um, yeah, I definitely definitely know what you're getting at yeah. in regards to that for sure. And, and to touch on the dancing aspect of it, the dance at the end just symbolized how red the real Lapita was more, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, more swift in her moves yeah, because she was, she was calculated in her moves because she was a ballerina. Mm -hmm. She was a better ballerina. That's why she was able to dodge the attacks because mm -hmm. her moves were thought out. While the girl, the angry, fake Lapita was just swinging, ah, ah, she's mm -hmm. trying to attack her. And even that, even that kind of plays right back into the straw man because when you're going through the process, you literally have to perfect the process. Otherwise, you are going to be screwed up and mm -hmm. some stuff that you don't want to happen is going to happen. Who knows what that'll be. For sure. But even like um, when, she, when they were all sitting in the living room and she was just like basically saying how she was being tested by God. Essentially, it really is a test. So like, this is just so much, y'all. So like basically becoming free and um, like becoming sovereign citizen basically frees your soul. So mm -hmm. essentially if you don't do that, sorry about your luck, but you're going to be trapped forever. Mm -hmm. And whenever, whatever comes to get us, mm -hmm. you're not coming. Right. So I suggest you figure it out and get it done. Otherwise we're going to be screwed. So what do you think Jordan Peele was trying to, to, trying to like tell us based on everything you just said? by essentially the tethered Lupita winning. So essentially the straw man won, mm -hmm. technically in the movie. Mm -hmm. She killed the real Lupita. You know, you see what I'm getting mm -hmm. at? No, 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 because I thought that myself, and I'm really honestly not sure. I don't know, maybe it's just because like, majority of the people really don't know. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, my interpretation of it, not that there's, okay, everybody's interpretation technically is correct because we're all going to view it different ways, but Every time I watch a movie like this and yada yada yada, I always look at it as like the <clears throat> Holy Spirit 
or the universe is guiding that person to write this movie so I can receive a message this way. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but I, I, I thought the same thing. I really, I really am not sure. Because just based on what you, that's a, like, that was just a thought that came to mind. It's like, okay. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, mm -hmm. this, this. Red should have won, yeah. in theory, if, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, in, in our theories, mm -hmm. <laughs> in our hope, <laughs> rather, yeah. you know what I mean? But Red came out on the short end of the stick. Um, and it just but, makes um, you think. Yeah, it makes us think. But at the same time, I'm not too surprised because, I mean, Red was the less animalistic one, technically. Because, I mean, if you just see Lupita, when she was catching bodies, she flew, she reverted back fairly she quickly. Ways. She was always growling and stuff. Exactly. Especially when she killed Red and she's like, ah, ah. Exactly. Yeah. Then, but then if, if, when she was in the kitchen and when Jason walked in and peeped yep. and was shook at how crazy his mom was going after he killed, after yeah. she killed the, the one daughter finally, and she tried to snap out of it real quick. And like, Jason look peeped. Look at me, look at me, baby, look at me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, it was, it's, it was, it was a, it was an interesting movie that, that alluded to a lot and touched on a lot for sure. I'm not really sure what the main message was either. I wish. It, it's like, it was just all, it was all over the place. Like there mm -hmm. was all different types of, I definitely think it was like super apocalyptic though. Like that's, this is like a real legitimate way that like shit could really go down. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned before, why does everything bad always start on the West Coast? They was in Cali on that movie. Every Everything bad always starts on the West Coast. Yeah, that's that's been a recurring theme on our on our uh, episodes. It has, because um, it's true, and I just I just continually go back to essentially how the chakras are placed across the planet, mm -hmm. and if we look, the root chakra, or essentially the red chakra, is placed in California, right over California, which is the roots all about like survival and stuff like that. So that would make absolute complete sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's. I mean, they say, like, a lot of people say, like, that's, like, Babylon is, like, California and everything like that. And that's where a lot of stuff is going to pop off first and then move east or wherever. A lot of time, I remember in scripture, uh, Charlotte, you might be able to correct or help me with this. Uh -huh. um, but um, it says how a lot of, um, like, essentially, with regards to the apocalypse and everything like that, um, it's going to happen in the west and then come east happening in the west and the west and the west and a lot of people believe that's pretty much saying that's all the shit is going to pop off is going to start in the states um for sure that's, yes that's west probably yeah exactly western yeah. civilization which is obviously more than likely true based mm -hmm. off how americans are but not only in the west but also directly on the west on the west coast specifically california and then come east and everything like that so to grundy's point yeah a lot of a lot of the stuff that pops off in movies TV shows, whatever the case may be, all the bad, traumatic stuff, climatic, um, climactic stuff happens on the West Coast first, and then comes East. Because um, it's true, whether if you like look into science, whether it's because of the San Andreas faults and all the other stuff. But yeah, that's another good point for sure. No, that makes total sense, especially because even um, like a lot of times. Just in like meditation, spirituality, chakras, all that, mm -hmm. um, the East is really like the good side mm -hmm. and the West is not the good side. So like even if you go to India and stuff, they do a lot of meditation and mm -hmm. all that. And a lot of times like um, in the Bible and Jesus references mm -hmm. to the East a lot, um, even in terms of like the brain, the right side is really, really like really good. And that's that would technically be the East side. Mm -hmm. And the West is more of like um, 
bodily things, material, stuff like that. So it makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna put the picture in the chat low so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, I just sent it. But yeah, let me just let me just touch Yeah, we we kinda gonna be over. Um but I mean I mean actually we don't necessarily have to be, but let me just go over a couple more things in the notes um that I had that just felt stood out. Like I said, not only did it the movie took place started in nineteen eighty six, thirty three years after the fact. Mm -hmm. Like I said, thirty three degrees. Exactly that whether we touch back on what we just talked about with Nip, but the number 33 um, and everything like that um, as far as that being like the 33 levels of masonry and everything like that mm -hmm. six million people were tethered together for the whatever the organization was called that's the number six so six 33 years like I said we could just go on all day as far as the numerology goes for number six and 33 and 33 and everything like that one thing Grundy, you might be able to, or either one of y'all might be able to touch on this better than me, but the the numerology symbolism, like the same way your number is 222, mm -hmm. like what's the significance of like three ones or the number one? Do you know off top? Just to, just, to, just, to, just, to, just to like touch on the 1111 thing, you know what I mean? For 1111, what I learned originally, that's it. they said that's an angelic number. Yeah, all like all all numbers that come in like threes or that you see repeatedly, they all call them angel numbers. But okay. I think that it could be. Well, it's weird too because, like, after I renamed the business from Shallow's Crystal Doves mm -hmm. to the Ones, okay. originally our logo was going to be Eleven Eleven, mm -hmm. as freaky as that is. I think honestly, it's it's got to be deeper than just the angel number because everything can't be positive all the damn time. Right, because I mean, everybody it's, whenever they see the Eleven Eleven, oh Eleven Eleven, make a wish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing wishful about this movie. Right. Nothing, right. You know what so I mean? it's definitely got to be. It's got to be something. Even like with the verse, like, and the Bible is is something that's dark. Like mm -hmm. it's not cute. Right. So speaking of the Bible, I just peeked in my notes. And you peek. I mean, granted, these are kind of like the only two biblical names in the movie. But Winston Duke's character, Abraham, and Gabe, and Gabriel. Mm -hmm. I mean, you like I said, you know more about the Bible than mm -hmm. anybody well, in here. Well, Gabriel but. was an angel. Um, they say it was a guy, but the angel dealt with like birth, like helping women give birth. Mm -hmm. um, also, the angel that came and spoke to um, Zachariah, who was um, John's father, but and um, and Abraham. Mm -hmm. We all know he he started like all the like lineage and everything like that that was in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, I, it's still so much to put together. It's like this giant puzzle that like it's a lot. You gotta like really like get out your little bulletin board and put all right. your little <laughs> tic tacs on there with your notes. Cause that was one of the lot. last things I peeped like that. And then like it's eleven eleven is everywhere. Like like when the people were playing rock paper scissors, right? They, they all playing. drew scissors. Mm -hmm. yep. Like all drew scissors. Just like how the frisbee landed exactly on the circle. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it's not coincidentally. Oh. Exactly. There's it's so much. Yeah. And one more part I want to add into one of the things I noticed. Mm -hmm. Remember the part where the young boy was making a supposed sandcastle, and the twins asked him, "What are you yes. making?" He said, "I'm making a sand like sand mole or sand tunnel." He said, "I'm making yeah, tunnels." It was, it was yeah, tunnel. I was making yeah, tunnels. Yeah, Why are you making tunnels, tunnels. for, bro? Mm -hmm. You must be from underground or something. Yeah. Yeah, he was making tunnels. Well, that was another thing too. I was like, I looked at it from like a matrix perspective too, because I was like, what if like underneath the ground, like where they were eating like raw meat and like doing raw all these rabbits. stupid things, yeah. what if that's really what we're doing? But we can't see it because our eyes are veiled. And I was like, "That's what we getting at." Yo. And she was like, "We are Americans." Yes. The red versions, they were the 
American. But if that's the case, so. Because it's just like it's just like it's just like in the what Matrix the fuck, when Morpheus bro. sat Neo down and turned on the television and was like, "Yo, this is really what your yeah. world looks like." Mm-hmm. And then just to go back on how like I guess, quote unquote, pure the tethered Lupita was essentially the so the tethered Lupita was was the real was the Lupita that looked like the normal one that had the family had the traits like the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Had, yeah had the had the braids so she's technically the tethered Lupita so if she like if she I mean, granted, she was only like four when she was underground, but like you said, she only ate fruit and strawberries. She declined having any wine, was only mm-hmm. drinking water. Mm-hmm. So it's like she was really trying to embody like the, the purity of being up top. But as soon as she got essentially got back to the pier, up to Cali, she was crazy. Yeah, because like she said, ways. that she felt like what she said, that there was a black cloud hovering over her that she couldn't escape and she just kept getting felt like she was getting closer and closer and closer well even when they were at the house and she told um like winston dukes like like what she felt about the girl mm-hmm. and how she always felt like her whole life that she was coming for her like mm-hmm. i was just like it's just crazy like right right and so all right so the one the one big big loophole that i kind of i kind of this is just me being super picky about movies and shit all right so there was one ele- there was only one elevator to go down into where the tethered were. Mm. There wasn't one coming back up. So how the fuck did they get a, even how did they even get above ground? Right. They walked up, I assume. I mean, yeah, we can yeah, say but that. But like, that. It was not cute. Right. <laughs> I mean I did before. It's it's a little harder, but if you trying to get where you're going, you're gonna do it, right? I mean, yeah, but I just felt like that was a loophole. Like, there was only one ele- and one elevator going down. There was no way back up above True. ground. I mean, that's just me being extra and picky. There might have been another entrance that they didn't show us. Right. Probably. I I just, I'm super analytical with movies. But, um, but I mean, yeah, that's everything that I have that I can remember. I mean, we touched on Zora had a rabbit on her t-shirt. I touched on my black woman is God hot take. Gabe, Abraham, Bible reference, rock, paper, scissors. Um, oh, did y'all peep the Amethyst Crystal though? You know I had to throw that in there real yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ask you about it. Like, what crystal the young boy yeah. had? Knocked the girl upside the head. Yo, when I seen that, I was like, mm-mm. Y'all better stop playing with me. <laughs> Facts. Because that definitely would have been me. <laughs> yeah, he went ham with that real quick. Though. Oh, yeah. And, and Jordan Peele did speak on what the movie meant. It, the, the thing he was trying to portray was how people have to with their lower self pretty much you know what and initially because i went with my cousin and like it definitely was it was definitely about like killing the ego and stuff like that but if you really look look mm-hmm. it's way more oh, than yeah. just that and, and we just touched on it yeah and that's <laughs> right. And, right, right and that's why like even before i think in one of the episodes that we all recorded together i was saying how like it's not always like rainbows and sunshine with mm-hmm. meditation like it's crazy mm-hmm. other spiritual stuff that's going on besides just crystals and cute stuff facts so the subtitle the mirror place it said find yourself yeah yeah Yeah, i had the arrow yeah it's he dropped a lot in this movie he really really dropped a lot he really really dropped and just to touch on the last two episodes you did with us i was on a like three-way phone call with some of my homies recently and they was like yo shiloh she bodied those two episodes. She was like, they, yeah, they was going ham. They was like, yo, I was in my room stuck listening to her, oh, listening to her talk. But she was dropping jewels. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's. The I know. Moment. I wish I was like, I, I, I'm gonna have to. I don't know what I'm gonna have to do, but I wish there was like <laughs> a better, a better way to like me exp- for me to explain sovereign citizenship in terms of like how I really related to the movie, like, mm. which I think I did an okay job, but it could have been better. But it's just so much stuff that I cannot just sit here and like Facts. give off like that because. 
it's not going to make sense mm-hmm. to someone that doesn't know. Yeah, so, we just got to drop the breadcrumbs. Like, I mean, we can't spoon feed everything to people. Yeah. Like, we have to just, like, just give a brief synopsis and just do what we can as far as dropping links and just let people do the research for them. I mean, we can't, like I said, we can't make them do the research. They have to be willing to do it on their own. All yeah. we have to do is lead them to the water. It's up yeah. to them if they're going to drink it or not. Facts. And um, I think we did just that. Hopefully, if you go see the movie again for a second or third time for yourselves, um, yeah, we'll have some things to look out for and see if you peeped it. Um, if you peeped some things that we didn't mention for uh, whatever reason, feel free to DM us so we could, um, like I said, just talk about it and think about it amongst ourselves. Um, I stopped myself from watching any YouTube videos about the movie before I saw it a second time, so I'm definitely about to be on YouTube and watching some videos just to see what people, other people's perspectives are. Right. I'm on YouTube all the time as it is, so but yeah, if you got so many, some other insights that we didn't touch on, it feels though you have a, a different take on the movie, definitely feel free to share it. We're um, definitely open to what y'all found or how y'all interpreted different scenes and different symbolism within the movie. Yeah, I mean, I said everything I had to say in regards to the movie. What about you, Kongla? I'm just trying to think, like, if there's anything else. Um, I think the only other thing that I, like, rethought of was the tether, like, represents a bond. Mm-hmm. So essentially, when you become a sovereign citizen, you're, like, relinquishing this bond, like, mm-hmm. this, like, trust all this money that you've had your whole life that you'll constantly accrue Mm -hmm. and um i think me and rob were sitting with my mom one day we were talking about like um a bond age right so when you're 18 you can finally start to access this bond Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting to like it's like a literal bond is breaking once you get rid of the straw man and become who you really are Mm -hmm. and you're accessing all this money um she just gotta do it the right way. So y'all don't just go and try this as soon as you listen to this video. Please, God, ask somebody for help because it's Facts. it can be really dangerous, really dangerous. Indeed, and that's the only reason why we say or why we hold our tongue sometimes, especially with this specific topic. Not because we're trying to not teach you guys and not help and not inform. It's just that it's a really, really touchy subject to yeah. say the least. And like I said, the more you do your research on it, the more you start to understand why. Like, okay, damn, maybe them saying this over the airwaves or saying it loud might not be the safest thing to do. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's also a risk we got to take sometimes. You know? And I mean, depending on how much of a difference and change we're going to make in this world. So mm-hmm. that's why we are willing to sit on here for an hour and talk about it. And I mean, but um, at the same time, you still got to do the Googles for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you feel me? Such. So, exactly. but I mean, yeah, if you all touch on everything we had to say, uh, that's episode 14, I mean, about the movie Us. Uh, shout out to Jordan Peele, shout out to Lupita and everybody else that was a part of the film. Really, really good, we enjoyed it. Probably continue to dissect it as the years come on, because I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of things else to, to peep the more and more times we watch it. But um, um, as always, it's your boy King Vaughn. On the mic, you can follow me at rugby underscore Reggie. And please, again, follow Celestial Conversations on Instagram, which is Celestial underscore Conversations. Any information in regards to the podcast going forward. And before I bid you adieu, it's your boy King Grundy, a.k.a. Grundy the Ghost. You can follow me at The Grundy Show. And it's Shiloh. You can follow me at Shiloh's Crystal Doves on yeah. Instagram. Yes, yes. And that is a wrap from the Celestials. Peace, peace. Peace out. I got five on it. <laughs>